The following message is brought to you by First Baptist Church, West College Hill. If you need additional information, visit firstbaptistchurchwch.org. Good morning. Come on, somebody. Give God a hand clap of praise all over the building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Welcome to each and every one of you who are here worshiping with us inside of the sanctuary safely. To God be the glory and to God be the praise. To all of you who are gathering online, amen, amen. Even now, begin to share on your timelines and invite some friends and some family members to uh, to come in and join with you. This is the First Baptist Church West College Hill Praise and Worship Service. Come on, somebody. Where are all the praises at? Where are all of my worshipers? Amen. <laughs> Truly, we thank God for the privilege and the honor to be in his presence. For if we were not for his presence, our coming together would be in vain. Amen. On behalf of my wife, Lady Angela King, our ministers, our deacons, our ministers and deacons, wives, our trustees, and our entire First Baptist Church, West College Hill family, we greet each and every one of you in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Psalm 147 in New King James Version says, Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. We're getting ready to uplift the name of Jesus. Come on, choir. You all put your hands together online. Begin to put your hands together right now all over, not over the building and all over from wherever you are watching. Our God is a great God and he is greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Come on, put your hands together all over there. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Come on, choir. Say, nothing's too hard. Tell them nothing's too hard. Nothing's too hard. There you go. Yes, I have done. It's been that kind of way. You gotta tell them. Too hard. Yes, I have done. Nothing's too hard. Yes, I say with God. Have I can. Nothing's too hard. Yes, I have done. Yes, yes, with God I can. With God I can. With God I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. With God I can. With God I can. You gotta say it like you mean it. You gotta feel that thing. With God I can. Come on, just put your hands together. With God I can. With God I can. With God I can. With God I can, with God I can, with God I can, get through this. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. With God I can, get through this. Whatever your this is, come on somebody. With God I can, get through. My God, oh my God, that means you're not staying. Come on somebody. Amen, amen, and amen. Truly, I'm grateful to God for breath of life and for things being as well as they are. Amen, amen, amen. We're grateful that God has been continuing to bring us out, to bring us over, and to bring us through. Doesn't matter what your this is, God can bring you through. And with God, you can. I'm trying to encourage somebody. Amen. Come on, somebody. Put your hands together. Amen. Amen. Trying to encourage somebody. Amen. I'm grateful that it's beautiful as each and every one of you look here in the sanctuary, and I can believe even by faith, it's beautiful as each of you look online. The beautiful thing about God and being covered by the blood of Jesus is you don't always look like what you've been through. Come on, somebody. Amen. As a matter of fact, you don't look like what you might be going through right now. Amen. 
We're not here because we've dotted every I nor crossed every T. We're not here because we've been so good, but because God just is that good to us. Amen. This month, we've been blessed to, to have the word preached through the beautiful vessels that have been planted here in this church. I'm grateful to be standing as the under-shepherd, for certainly God has blessed us with a number of vessels. Two weeks ago was Minister Tommy Lamkin. On last week was Minister John Macon. And on this Sunday, I want you to prepare your hearts and your minds to hear the word prepared to come through yet another vessel. Last week, as I mentioned, it was Minister John Macon, but this Sunday, it will be his wonderful wife, Minister Veta Macon. Come on, somebody, give God a hand clap of praise. Raise your right hand and say, God bless you, Sister Veta. of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto all who believe good morning first Baptist it is indeed a pleasure to be here today. Again, I want to thank our pastor, Pastor Charles King Jr. for allowing me to stand this day to depart what the Lord has given me to share with you. If you will just pray with me, pray for me. Dear Heavenly Father, coming to you today. Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you for waking us up this morning on this beautiful sunshine and day. Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you for allowing us to show our way into this house to praise your holy and righteous name. Lord Jesus, as you worked with me throughout this week, Lord Jesus, I pray that you continue to cover me. Lord Jesus, please decrease me and increase you, that the people will see you and hear from you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we already know that things have already occurred this morning, but we are not going to allow Satan to have any power in this house. Lord Jesus, we just pray that you take control of your word today. I pray for everyone that is on their way. Lord Jesus, I pray for the bereaved families this day that you cover and protect them and give them peace and comfort. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I'm asking for forgiveness of my sins. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I will be coming out of Luke 23, 39 through 43, and as we all Please stand in reverence of God's word. 
in the season of resurrection, the Lord placed on my heart to talk about the crucifixion. I'm going to focus on the criminal that was there with our Jesus during the crucifixion. So as we go to Luke 23, 39 through 43 in the NIV, one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. Just in case anybody missed that message, I want to come to you out of Luke 23, 39 through 43, out of the message translation. One of the criminals hanging alongside cursed him. Some Messiah you are. Save yourself. Save us. But the other one made him shut up. Have you no fear of God? You're getting the same as him. We deserve this, but not him. He did nothing to deserve this. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. He said, don't worry. I will. Today. You will join me in paradise. You may be seated. The title of this sermon today is Remember Me. As I prepared this sermon, the Lord placed in my spirit to focus on the man in the middle, Jesus. The focus scripture of this passage today is Luke 23, 42. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. The translation will be the NIV. Allow me to take you back to Calvary, where the story began of the crucifixion. Verse 39, one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. The criminal who insulted Jesus and mocked him told Jesus to save himself and the criminals. This criminal name was Gestus, the impenitent thief, the bad thief. Gestus did not have feelings or regrets about any of his sins. He wanted Jesus to free him even though he was guilty of all his crimes. It is so interesting how we become so blindsided 
to do wrong as long as it benefits us. My husband spoke last week about how we saw so much ugliness during the election, all the politics, and even what we're still dealing with, COVID-19 pandemic. People are still being cruel and hateful towards one another. Reverend Macon said that either you choose to do bad or you choose to do good. There's no in-between, there's no straddling of the fence. Well, I'm here to tell you today that that criminal on the left, he chose to do bad. He was guilty of his sins. He wanted to go without judgment, accountability, or punishment. He was so bold to even demand that Jesus free him, questioning Jesus' sovereignty. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself. Save us. Such boldness from such a guilty criminal. Guests has talked about Jesus, continued to insult him, but he also wanted Jesus to save him. So just in case Jesus would save him, <laughs> he thought that he would be free. In Matthew 27, 44, in the same way the robbers who were crucified also heaped insults on him, the robbers, both of the criminals. We need to be careful how people treat us. Church, we need to be careful. Who do not care about your well-being? But if you can do something for them, huh, oh, you bet. They are going to try to take advantage of you. I have learned as I have gotten older and a little wiser that the good intentions you may have for others not necessarily, uh, not necessarily, excuse me, returned in your best favor. In other words, people who you may help will not help you, will not give you the same grace. And it's okay as long as you do not expect that same treatment. The scriptures tell us in Matthew 7:12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them to do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Luke 6:31. Do to others as you would have them do to you. We understand this principle as being what? The golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I do believe Christians. We need to have a heart of mercy and a heart of grace. But be careful of others who are manipulative and only has their own best interests at heart. The guestest people of the world. The hearts of deceit and selfishness. And Proverbs 23, 7 in the Amplified Translation, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he in his behavior one who manipulates. Going to Luke 23, 40, but the other criminal rebuked him. 
don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, the criminal on the right rebukes the criminal on the left. The simple question was asked, do you fear God? Brothers and sisters, that question should be asked of us. Do you fear God? But as time went on during this crucifixion, the criminal on the right saw the light. The criminal named Dismas, the penitent thief, became known as the good thief. And just to let you know, he was also considered a saint, Saint Dismas. He repented, he rebuked his fellow partner in crime. The good thief stopped the insult. Yes, he too started out insulting and mocking Christ. As in Mark 15, those crucified him also heaped insults on him. Going back to Matthew 27, 44, in the same way the robbers who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. But Dismas had a change of heart. Over the course of time during the crucifixion, he spent some time observing Jesus and watching him bear it all for us. Dismas saw Jesus for he he was, the Messiah, the King, our Savior. It's interesting how when things look bad and we need someone to call on, we don't call on the one who can help us through all our trials and tribulations. I know that when I am in trouble, I know who I can call on. I can call on Jesus. Psalms 50:15 in the Amplified, call on me in the day of trouble. I will rescue you and you shall honor and glorify me. In the time of trouble, I just need to call on the Lord. His word is true. When I can't see my way through and friends are nowhere to be find, found, call on Jesus. Like this, Mr. Good Thief, we need to understand that jumping on the wrong bandwagon will delay our blessings. Jesus said in his word, he will rescue you in the time of trouble. The man in the middle is the one I want to remember me when I call on him. Verse 41, we are punished justly. We are getting what our deeds deserve. What this man has done, he has done nothing wrong. Now we are looking at the guilty versus the not guilty. Let's see what the text says in chapter 23. We're going to move further up into that chapter, verses 1 through 4. Pilate has a judgment about Jesus being guilty or not guilty. 23, 1 through 4. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate, the governor. And they began to accuse him, saying he found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be the Christ, the king. So Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say. 
Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priest in the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. Pilate continues to give his judgment of Christ. 23, 13 through 15 says, Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, you brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion? I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. As you can see, he has done nothing to deserve death. Church, the chief priests, the teachers of the word, and the crowd of people were convinced on a mission to pass a guilty verdict on Jesus and sentence him to death. But there was no evidence. Charges were false. Judgment was innocent. No wrongdoing, no basis for a charge against him, sentencing, no penalty. No punishment. This man, son of God, did nothing to deserve death. But we know there was a predestined plan for our Lord. He was sent by his father for a purpose. That purpose was to save the world. John 12, 47, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save it. I am so glad to know a Jesus who took on my sins, who stood in a place because I was guilty. I am guilty. I will be guilty. Jesus' blood covered my past, my present, and my future sins. He remembers me. Thank you, God, for remembering me. Dismas wanted to be saved. As he uttered in verse 42, then he said, Dismas, the penitent one, the good thief, said to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The criminal on the right acknowledged Christ for who he was. He was the king. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is is our savior all we got to do is to acknowledge him for who he is who is he well in john three seventeen, for god sent not his son unto the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved he is the savior the messiah well in john 1 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as the only begotten son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Who is he? He is the truth. Mark 1, 11, and a voice came out of the heavens, you are my beloved son, and you I am well pleased. Who is he? He is the son of God. Dismas, the criminal, saw Jesus the word in flesh, his glory, the glory for the only begotten son from the father. On that cross with nails in his hands 
in his feet a thorn crown around his head. Stripes on top of stripes on his body from the horrific beatings Jesus endured. Desmond saw the grace and truth of the Savior. It became crystal clear. And as my young people say, Desmond's got woke, y'all. Jesus, this man in the middle, our Savior, Desmond's humble request for mercy. And verse 42, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. It was confirmation that Desmond believed that Jesus is the Christ. Desmond repented sincerely to ask for forgiveness of his sins. He was sinful, but wanted forgiveness from the only one who could atone for his sinfulness. As we look at the passage of scripture, we can see the blessing comes in Jesus' response in verse 43. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. I love that part. <laughs> it clears up any confusion. I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Jesus said, today will be the day you will be with me in paradise. In other words, Dismas was going with Jesus to heaven, y'all, to be with the Father. Church, as I look back over my life, I want to say thank you, Lord, for remembering me for the many, many times I was in need. Church, as I use my imagination, I ask you to join me to go back to Calvary on that Good Friday, on that Calvary Hill, Galagatha. Galagatha was the place of the skull, the place where death occurs. It was the third hour, 9 o'clock a.m. As I get ready to close, my imagination takes me back to that place. Jesus had been beaten terribly. He wore the stripes of our sins. Jesus was being punished by a cruel and an unimaginable death to save us. The good thief watched throughout this ordeal. What Jesus endured for us. Dismissed the good thief. His conscience awakened as he watched Jesus on the cross. After during the beatings, during the placing of the throne, thorn crown on his head, being mocked by the Romans, the priests, the teachers, the Pharisees, and the angry mob, accusing Jesus of blasphemy, proclaiming to be the king of the Jews. Jesus became a witness to the Son of God, the Holy One, the Christ. Church, this revelation of Dismas speaks to me personally. I don't know about you, but I have grown to know Jesus for myself. I have learned you must have a personal relationship with Jesus. He is my friend, and I am glad that my Jesus calls me friend. Reverend Macon preached last week. No better man to lie down his life for a friend than Jesus laid down his life for me. For you all of us that we may have been saved and have eternal life because Jesus laid down his life for us. Remember me, Lord. I have a two-way relationship with the Lord. 
as the seasoned saint sings that old gospel. I can't just call, I can call him up anytime and tell him what I want. I believe Dees Dismas had a great revelation during that Good Friday afternoon over 2,000 years ago. You see, it was from the third hour until the sixth hour. It was dark as night. There was a change transforming. Dismas was aware of that change. When Jesus comes into your life, things start happening that never happened before. You are not the same. Changing on the inside. Dismas, the penitent one, the good thief, was ready to accept Christ. Jesus said to Dismas quite clearly, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus was handling his business while on the cross, even in the physically abused state of his body, bleeding, beaten, humiliated. He still was interceding for us all at the cross. The first word at the cross. The first word at the cross. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Jesus was praying and asking for forgiveness for his accusers. Isaiah 53, 5 through 6, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray and have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. I am glad that Jesus remembered me through all of my mess. I have been forgiven. He remembered me when I didn't do right and following his commandments. I asked the Lord to remember me, his child, that he loved me first. He remembered me when I struggled, just like Dismas, an imperfect person, a criminal. But because Dismas called out to Christ and asked, Jesus, remember me. Jesus, remember me. Jesus, remember me. That's not where the story ends. Because we serve a living God. Because when they hung him high and stretched him wide, they put nails in his hands and nails in his feet. They pierced him in the side with a crown of thorns around his head. But we know that Jesus did not give up the ghost until it was on his terms. Jesus, remember me. The second word, I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. He responded to the good thief. He asked, Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. The third word, as he looked and saw his mother and beloved servant John, he said to his mother, dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple John, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took care 
of that mother who became his. The woman at the cross who loved and took care of Jesus from Galilee, all of these women. It's interesting how the women are the caregivers. Mary, his mother, Mary's sister, Mary Magdalene, and so many others. They went to prepare the spices and the perfumes for his body. They wept and they grieved for their Jesus. But we know when they went to the tomb, it was rolled away. And the angels were there to say, you've come to see a Jesus that's not here. He has risen, just like he told you so. He has risen, and he is with the Father. And that's something that we all can be thankful for if we ask Jesus to remember us. No matter what sins we have committed, just like Dismas, the good thief on the cross, he will forgive you with a sincere heart, knowing that God will bless you. He is our Savior, church. He is our Messiah. And we are so very thankful today that no matter how many people mistreat you, take advantage of you, we have a God that will take care of us. We have a risen Savior. And I am happy to announce that we celebrate that resurrection, that we serve a living and risen Savior. Remember me, God. Remember me, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Soon as I stop worrying, worrying how the story ends, I thank God that I was healed, and I let God have his way. That's when things start happening. When I stop looking at back then, I let go and I let God, I let God have his way. I couldn't seem to fall asleep. There was so much on my mind. I was searching for that peace. But the peace I could not find. So then I kneeled down to pray. 
I was praying, help me please. Then he said, you don't have to cry. Because I'll supply all your needs. As soon as I stop worrying. I stop worrying. Worrying how the story is. I let go. I let go and I let God. Let him have his let way. Let God have That's when his things way. start happening. That's when things start happening. When I stop looking back when over there. I stop looking at back I let go. Let go and let God, oh, let go and let God, let go, let God, oh, let go, let go and let God, let just God. let go. God have his way. 
when I thought it was over. And I looked up, I let God have his way. I didn't have a choice but to let God have, have his way. I let it go, and he healed my body. And I let God have his way. I let God have his way. And I thank you, Jesus, for healing me, Jesus. For touching my body. I let God have his way. I let God have. I just let. I let God have His way. That's when things start happening. You healed my body, Jesus. I let God have his way. I let God have. I let God have his way. I let God have his way. Thank you, Jesus. You came in, God. You touched my body. And now I'm still here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my body. You came along and you made me strong. And I let go. And I let God. thank God for the presence 
of the Holy Spirit. But you can let go and stop worrying after you've said, Lord, remember me. Come on, somebody. After you've said, Lord, remember me, then you can let go. Come on, somebody. And, and you let God. When you remember what Jesus did for us on the cross, as was eloquently laid out, by Minister Macon. So all I need to do is extend the invitation to any man, woman, boy, or girl. She has already laid out the gospel. She has already laid out what Jesus has done for you and for me. And for those of us who have confessed with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believed in our heart that God has indeed raised him from the dead. Because we serve a risen Savior. She's already laid out the fact that they nailed his hands and his feet to the cross. And even in the midst of that, he still ministered. I'm grateful to God for my soul salvation. So if you have yet to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. That's your salvation. All of us are born physically alive and spiritually dead. And it's not until our spirits are quickened with the Holy Spirit are we saved. That's our souls. That is the plan of salvation. Coming to church is a good thing, whether in the house or even virtually. But all of this is intended to get somebody to come to Christ. We served a family on yesterday, the Murray family, and they buried their patriarch, Brother James Murray Sr. But it was a homegoing celebration. Because to live is for Christ, but to die is gain. And when you can live for Christ and know that when your soul is required, that at that moment, you will spend paradise with Jesus. That's what the message was about. None of us know the day nor the hour when our soul will be required. But while the blood is still running warm in your veins, while we are still yet on this side of time, you need to give your life to Christ. Now was the time. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not promised. We don't even know if we'll see the end of today. But we do know this. The God that we serve is a, is a good God, but the God we serve is real, and he is risen somebody wishes to contact with us, you can call us 513-681-1011. We will connect with you. 
You can even send us an email, prayer at firstbaptistchurchwch.org. Spell it all the way out, firstbaptistchurchwch.org. That email box is manned, if you will, by our prayer and intercession team, intercession team, and someone will connect with you. Let us know. Say, Lord, I yield, I yield. And even if you are a child of God, all of us stand in need of prayer. If you wish to connect with us, again, you can call us or you can send an email and someone will connect with you. We are indeed truly all in this together. Amen. God bless you and may God keep you. It is our hope and it is our prayer. Now at this time as we transition to the offertory period, never can we be any more like God than when we are given. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave. And he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. In other words, when God gave, he gave, he gave his very best. And so now as, as our opportunity to give, we don't give that we might receive, but we give because we've already received so much. Truly, we thank God for the privilege and the opportunity to give back a portion of that which he has given unto us. There are a number of ways you can give. You can write a check or money order to the First Baptist Church, West College Hill, for those of you who are here in the sanctuary, you can certainly drop that offering right into any one of the baskets or any one of the aisles. Or whether you are virtual or even here online, a number of you have decided to use electronically www.givelify.com. When you get out there, whether you use the app or online, you got to type First Baptist Church West College Hill. You got to type it all the way out. The number of First Baptist churches. So if you desire to give your tithe and or your offering to the First Baptist Church, West College Hill, type it all the way out. You'll get there to the end. You see our logo. You see a picture of our church and myself. And if we are that, that, that institution you wish to give, we want to say thank you in advance. Again, we thank God for the privilege and the opportunity to pay our tithe, to sow a seed, and to give an offering. Amen. Those of you who are online, I want you right now to begin sharing on your timeline. Somebody thank God for the word that came through, Minister Vettermaking. Come on, somebody. Amen, amen, amen. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. Amen, amen, amen. I sat there, hippopotamus proud, just smiling, because I said, yeah, this is, again, this is not an easy task. Amen. Anytime that you are asked to stand behind the desk and to proclaim the word of God, it is a humbling experience, and so I thank God for that. Amen, amen, and amen. Next week, we'll have another one of our ministers stand to proclaim the word. Don't forget, on next Sunday, that's our communion Sunday. We will still have our communion. It'll be right here. In the thank you for listening to this message brought to you by First Baptist Church, West College Hill. If this word inspired you, please consider sharing it. We ask that you do not alter the content without permission. We invite you to firstbaptistchurchwch.org. Inquiries can be submitted at info at firstbaptistchurchwch.org. Our mailing address is 6210 Betts Avenue, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45224. Or you can call our offices at 513-681-1011. First Baptist Church, West College Hill. Reaching the world without sacrificing the message. First Baptist Church, West College Hill, reaching the world without sacrificing the message.